What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Pal Block 4, December 19th, 2017. Sorry we're a little bit late, but it's okay. Better late than ever, I guess. Right? Right? Yes. Right. Okay. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrick, and alongside me, as always, that retro code, Edward Varnell. Well, you're gaming on Nintendo. You gotta have some nachos and cheese. Yes. Hello, everybody. Wait, what? Ed, you're saying a lot of weird things today. I don't understand. What? I don't get Why? it. Why? What do you mean? I don't understand. Well, you're gaming with your Nintendo. You need to have some nachos and cheese. I, didn't, I don't understand. That's clearly not the weirdest thing you've said today, but it's okay. Uh, are you talking about our nope, little conversation nope, we're not talking about it. Oh, this is Nintendo Power Block Game of the Year discussion episode. I'm very excited. <laughs> yes. There will be full spoilers for all games. Related to our discussion, so if you haven't played Zelda or Mario or Mighty Gunvolt Burst or Snake Pass or whatever other game that came out this year on Switch or 3DS or even the Wii U, turn it off now and listen to it after you've played it. But this is our Game of the Year discussion. There will be full spoilers, including the awesome ending at the end of Super Mario Odyssey. So, just... Yeah, you've been warned. You have been warned. So, uh, but before we get into all that, Ed, what have you been playing this weekend? Um, played Assassin's Creed Origin. Um, also played a game called Sleep. Um, it, it was developed and published by the Human Body. Uh, you can play it on any console, the bed, the uh, couch, in your car. <laughs> um because I slept a lot this weekend. I was just so overtired uh, from work. Um, but when I finally got energy uh, into me, I played uh, The Mummy Demastered on a Switch. Uh, it's Contra and Mega Man thrown together. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I'm about to have some good fun with this. Um, it is going to get a little bit difficult. Because uh, it's a way for a game, of course. Um, but I really am enjoying that game. Um, I did download the Lost Fear demo and Nine Parchments demo. demo uh, so I'm going to give those games a try. And uh, the Stern 3D Pinball. And there was another pinball game that you could download the demo for. And like they got like three tables that you could play. Um, so I'll be playing a little bit more of that. Uh, or starting to try it out. Um, picked up Majors of Mysteria for PlayStation 4 and uh, another game for PlayStation 4. Um, but uh, And then started playing Final Fantasy XII, uh, Zodiac Age. It was just getting further into that game. And one thing about, about it is, is that the game continues to play even if you hit the uh, PlayStation Home button. And I thought I had paused the game and found out that I didn't pause it. So um, I walked in, uh, seeing the cutscene, and then seeing the boss, and hit pause because I had to go to the bathroom. We ended up the whole thing. When I came back, we had won the battle. I was only in there for like 30 seconds. <laughs> so I must have literally been overpowered. And plus I had it on turbo. So we had killed the boss like that quick. Um, and then went on with the cutscene, and I stopped there. Uh, 
But uh, and Jokai watch Freshly Souls on two DS that I've been playing, and that's pretty much it. That's all that I've, I've been playing. I've been trying to. I'm because I want to start getting to the other games for uh, NGR Radio's Game of the Year discussion. Um, so I just gotta finish playing, start some of those games, and uh, get some impressions about that, and then I'll be ready for the discussion. But um, overall, than that, that's what I've been playing. Nice, nice. Uh. I haven't really been playing much either. I've been working all weekend, and when I'm not working, I'm <laughs> I'm laying down. I'm trying to like sleep and do whatever. Uh, but I have played uh, a bunch of the Legend of Zelda Champions Ballad uh, mm. DLC, and so far, honestly, I'm a little underwhelmed by the DLC. So far, I haven't done. I've done. About half of the main quests, and I've done all of like the the side quests, searching for the armor and stuff. Yeah, and it's I mean it's it's more Zelda, which is like awesome, but there's there's not really like there's not really a major story to it, like they kind of promised. I mean, there's like there's cutscenes and stuff, and they it gives a little background on the on the champions and stuff, but it's not yeah. like it doesn't really do anything that story. yeah it doesn't really do anything that the game didn't already do and so like it's it's a little underwhelming but i'm enjoying it it's it's the shrines are probably the best shrines in the whole game though like how many were there uh, um i've done six i think there's 12 um because there's uh the four that you do before you unlock the uh, champions bowed stuff mm-hmm. and then there's the four that you unlock during and then there's i think there's four more that you need to uh do before you unlock the last divine beast so uh and then it also gives you a nice uh round you know either around 30 hearts uh you'll get your full 30 hearts or your, your full three stamina meters so uh but the the shrines that they've given that I've played are some of the best that the game has to offer. You know, I mean, obviously I've put a ton of time into Zelda. I put I've found all the Korok seeds. I've done all the the shrines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these ones are some of the most interesting and and you know some of the best puzzles they've designed for this game. Uh, but the story content is a little underwhelming, and like I'm a little sad. Because, you know, you unlock the master cycle after you beat the uh, <laughs> after you beat the expansion. Yeah, but I don't have any reason to use it because I've beaten everything. You know, I think, you know, somebody who's going in and and just got Zelda and just got a Switch and wants this expansion pass. I think this expansion pass is best uh, played probably during your play your playthrough of Zelda like your first uh-huh. initial playthrough you know because the the story stuff kind of goes along with like you know it, it's nothing you haven't really expected but it it helps move the story a little bit and you know it's it would it would have been nice to have like a natural kind of uh to work this naturally into your playthrough you know and like the master cycle helps you get around faster so you, after you beat the divine beasts and ganon and stuff like 
after you do all that and want to go through and find the Korok seeds and the shrines and stuff, that would have definitely helped me move around the world faster. Uh, so, like, if you are just getting a Switch and you're just getting Zelda and you're debating on whether or not to get the expansion pass, like, I, th- I think you're getting a ton of content for 20 bucks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I was just a little underwhelmed by the story aspect, but it's still a good probably... I've probably played about four hours of 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 the DLC, and I'm not even halfway through yet. So it probably adds another, I don't know, eight, nine, ten hours to the to the game. So uh, plus plus the master trials and the uh, other side quests that you get, like the armor pieces and stuff. So uh, there, there's yeah. a lot of there's a ton of content for twenty bucks. So. Uh, I do recommend getting it because the shrines themselves are are worth it. Uh, I think I think I just kind of hype myself up a little bit uh, <laughs> because I wanted to see more story stuff, and there's not a lot of story there. Um, and I've heard that this divine beast on other podcasts and stuff is the best one. So it's it's the most challenging. It's the most Zelda like dungeon, you know, from like people have expected from previous games. So. Uh, yeah, you know, I I will have more to report on that probably next week. Uh, so I'm going to try to play a lot over Christmas because we're close uh, where I work is close Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of it, though. I haven't really gotten any farther in Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, I I do want to finish that game. Uh, I'm. <laughs> me too man dude i have done so much in that game and there's still so much i haven't done and i kind of just want to finish the story and then do the side stuff afterwards uh, but... that's what i'm thinking i'm trying to get to uh like if if your uh, main mission is orange because i'm not that high level then i'll go do some side missions to level up and then when i get it i'll start doing more of the uh story yeah but... yeah i uh and like it's weird playing Assassin's Creed and then going to Zelda because I keep pressing R one on the PlayStation or on the uh, the Switch controller to yeah. swing my sword, and it's not that. It is it is not that. It's <laughs> so I think taking a little bit of time off from Assassin's Creed and playing Zelda uh, is is probably quick, the best thing. <laughs> quick question: Do you hold your R one when you're attacking? No. Oh no, uh, RB because we're playing it on. Uh, I'm playing it on uh, Xbox. Yeah, one. I'm playing on Xbox One also. I just I'm um, so used to R one because like like holding it, uh, they do like an auto attack with the for the light attacks. Because I got the push move also, oh. so it'll like hit them and then automatically push them when I hold it. Oh, uh, I don't know if I've unlocked that yet. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because I don't know how your skill tree is looking. I got a lot of my uh, warrior part unlocked. Yeah, a lot of my uh-huh. warrior parts unlocked, but the other two are kind of like I'm making my way through the hunting one now because that's where you get all the like the bow attributes and stuff. Yeah, that's uh, the uh, the left side, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've been working on that. And I just learned the taming ability, so I can tame a lion now, and it follows me. It's fun. And then you killed it, and then took get some material. <laughs> I did not kill it. I jumped down a cliff, and it followed me. Okay, it killed itself. <laughs> and 
I'm not just going to waste what it left me. So I took it. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> just saying. So, uh, but before all that, be, be, or that's kind of all I've been playing. But before we get into our game of the year stuff, I, I just want to start mentioning uh, either. Fr- I think Friday show, we're going to do a test stream on the NGR radio Twitch page. So twitch.tv slash NGR radio. Uh, so Thursday, we'll, we'll tweet it out and stuff. We're going to start doing streaming the shows and the weeks leading up to the new year. We're going to try to iron out all the kinks and stuff so we can be ready for 2018, uh, launch for that. So if you want to head over to twitch.tv slash NGR radio, you can go over there and, uh, follow us and, uh, I'll put the, the link in the description and stuff because I have a whole, copy paste thing for the links and stuff now so yeah i did all yes. that work this week uh also if you go over to our youtube page the nerds gone rogue youtube page you will notice that under each of our main shows there are a few new categories that uh we're gonna start providing more content for arsenal x and pow block and ngr radio and nerds gone platinum and uh yeah, man. If you go over there, you'll see what's coming. Uh, we've got expansion pass and expansion pack for Arsenal X and Pow Block. We've got uh, Pow Block's Pod and Play, which is a series Ed and I used to do called Let's Pod and Play. We haven't finished that first season, but Pod and Play is going to be a Nintendo focused thing now, where Ed and I just kind of talk about Nintendo games while we play them. And then yes. uh, Arsenal X is getting a similar. Uh, co-op gameplay uh, called Arsenal X Squad Goals. Uh, and so that's where Ed, Jesse, and I, or a combination of us or friends, play games together. Like, Sea of Thieves is kind of like the big game that we're kind of eyeing right now for that. So, Sea of Thieves, you know, maybe Rainbow Six, maybe The Division, maybe Destiny, maybe, you know, basically games that require a bunch of co-op. Maybe Gears, maybe Halo. Uh, so, Pretty pumped, pretty pumped for that stuff because uh, yes, you know we've been talking about doing stuff for a while now, and uh, I finally have it all set up. Got my streaming stuff set up over here. It's gonna be a good time, Ed. It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> also, Can't if wait. you're also if you're watching the video versions of the shows, uh, not this show, but starting the next show, we're gonna have cool new backgrounds and stuff. So, uh, Ed, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for all this stuff. Uh, you know, every time I sit down and play a game, I'm going to try to just record it and try to throw it up somewhere. You know, uh, NGR yeah. Radio Plays is uh, basic Let's Plays of, of us just kind of messing around with different games. Uh, Let's Play 20 Questions for NGR Radio is starting uh, next week. So pretty is excited. that going to be its own separate show? Uh, it's not going to be its own separate show, but it's going to be its own separate breakout. Breakout. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, and then NGR Radio B sides is a similar uh, show to what you know we're doing with Expansion Pack for uh, Pow Block. So uh, nobody liked our our block party idea, Ed. So uh, we, we did put it up for a vote, though. We did. So we thank did. you, listeners. We did. And thank you, fans. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, also. One last thing, NGR Spoiled is a n- new YouTube series, and I don't know if I'm going to do a podcast yet or not. 
Uh, I might set it up as a podcast. Uh, NGR Spoiled is our spoiler cast uh, playlist on YouTube. And our first episode just went up last week for Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus. So uh, if you've played through that game and want to listen to a bunch of weirdos talk about that game. And by weirdos, oh, I, mean, I mean Matt, Jason, and Jeff. Yes. And by weirdos, I mean my, my friends. So, uh, with that said, uh, you should go subscribe to our YouTube page to check out all that content. And, uh, yeah, dude, I'm so excited for this new content, especially the power block stuff. Uh, I've also got like, it's set up to where we're going to re when we react to the, uh, Nintendo Directs directs and stuff like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for that supposed January direct. It's going to be like kind of our big (laughs) uh, reaction. So, Man, I'm Ed. I'm so excited for a lot of things. Uh, but a lot also, of stuff is coming. I'm also excited for game of the year discussion. So, <gasps> yes, which is yes. which is what we're gonna we, do. Me and Corey, we made list uh, our top five, and um, we got some other uh, some other categories. But we are so excited to find out what we put on each other list and. You know, we probably have been thinking about the games, probably switching them up, probably looking at some and, you know, digging up our conversations about past games and stuff. Like, we put time and effort into this. Um, and I, it's so hard making a list because you want to make sure that you get it right, but also be able to to really appreciate well is that person gay on that list that's on my list are we the same number if we're not the same number why is it lower or why why is it higher uh creating that discussion is always fun and and very educational interesting to see um and definitely because this is nintendo they had a strong year from i i kind of would say from january to um to december um definitely with the release of switch definitely with some e3 with announcements every week coming out from third party and indies um some of the ports that we played um some of the indie games getting a physical release uh, and people just keep continue to talk about these great games that uh came out on for nintendo's platforms so Corey, are you ready to get into it uh yeah i am i just i keep like i just keep thinking about games and and just everything that i played on switch this year in particular and i feel bad because there's a lot of 3ds games i didn't get to uh, me too because you know dude once the switch came out like my 3ds and vita and even the wii u gamepad kind of game stuff like that all went by the wayside because the Switch is such a quality console that I wanted to spend all my time with. And to think about it with me, definitely with me with the 3DS, like I bought the games, but they're just still in the thing waiting to be played because there's just so much greatness on Switch. I know. Like the other day, I finally sat down to like, like earlier this year, I started Fire Emblem Echoes, right? And like, yeah, me man, too. I, I cannot believe that that game came out this year. Uh, but like I sat down to play Fire Emblem Echoes and uh, I just couldn't play it earlier because I was like, this isn't on Switch. I want to play my Switch. So I went back to Zelda and like I sat down the other day. I was like, dude, Fire Emblem Echoes is so good. And like I, I've only played about 
three hours of it, but like mm-hmm. that game is really good. And like I haven't touched like I haven't touched Ever Oasis yet. I haven't touched uh Metroid Samus Returns yet. Like I haven't touched Pokemon yet. Like there's so many 3DS games that I just didn't touch because of Switch. And and that's like and that that's what that's why I feel like definitely for me I made a top 5 3DS. You know, and whether I played them or not or people will see these as as much as recommendations, they were some strong 3DS titles. And it just happens that Switch took over because uh, of the success and people are just so eager to play in it and loving it. Yeah. So yeah. So where should we start though? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. You wanna you let's, know, I wanna start no, I wanna start with, with best moment. Yes, because that is a that is a and this is where we're starting to get into spoiler territory. So like there's there are a lot of moments in Switch games this year that like, you know, my number my number five is like, (laughs) remember when I was texting you with when I was playing my playing with my wife in Mario Kart and she was in first place. And like, (laughs) yeah, this isn't like a moment in the game, like in its intense story or anything, but like, Uh You know, she she was in first place for the first time like ever in Mario Kart, and like I was kind of trolling her a little bit, and I had I had the three red shells, and I come up behind her and hit her with two red shells, and she just starts like cussing me out and calling me names <laughs> and stuff, and I'm like, that's a funny moment for like even for Wii U owners, like that is a funny moment, and that's like one yes. Mario Kart provides so many moments like that that I just want to kind of like give Mario Kart a shout out. And then I know like it's not like an underrated game or anything or like an unknown name. Mario Kart's huge, but like the moments that you have playing with people in Mario Kart is just those are some of the best moments and you sometimes you forget that because Nintendo's provided so many big single player experiences this year that uh-huh. it's like oh yeah, I forgot Mario Kart is there and like oh man, look how many people played Mario Kart and like stuff like that, you know? So that's, I mean, well, if we start, we're starting with best moment. I have five best moments uh, this year. Uh, two of them are kind of dumb, but three of them are pretty cool. So uh, that was my number five moment. Okay. Uh, do you want to flip flop or do you want me just to run down my moments? Go ahead. Run down your moments. Okay. Number four uh, <laughs> was the first and only time I played one, two switch <laughs> where like, Okay, yeah, that game is really, really stupid. But when you start like hanging out with people and they don't really play games, but they're like drinking and having a good time, and then you guys start drinking and having a good time, and then you know my wife has a beer too, and then I end up eating a ton and having a beer too, and we're sitting there, not like obnoxiously drunk but you know a little little tipsy and like you're sitting there and the cow mini games comes around where you're <laughs> milking the cow and you just start laughing because of how stupid and ridiculous it is but then you get like real into it because it's so stupid yeah. or like you know when you're like holding the joy cons and trying to feel how many balls are in the box or uh-huh. you know the stupid sandwich eating contest like I remember my wife Instagrammed uh, the dumb picture of me trying to eat a fake sandwich. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I, I like that was a dumb moment. That was like 
that was such a dumb moment, dude. That uh, I don't know. One two switch had some. We'll call them unforgettable moments uh, when we were playing it. But like honestly, since then I haven't played it because there's been, been so many other great games, uh, and that game's real dumb. But uh, so this is where I'm going to get into my serious moments. Uh, we've talked a lot about Mario Odyssey lately. Yes, and there are for me like I haven't played as much as that game as I thought I was going to. Uh, but there were two moments for me that really stuck out for that game. Uh, the when you get to full spoilers again, full spoilers. So uh, for me, when you finally kind of get to the end of New Donk City, yeah, and the Donkey Kong, uh, the original Donkey Kong arcade style thing pops up yeah is probably the coolest moment in that game until you beat it it's like it you go into the the pipe and it gets all 2d and stuff and yes you're kind of playing fake donkey kong and making your way up to the top and once you get up there you know the the band is playing and and everything it's just yeah, Paulina singing singing the uh, the, the song. song. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's so weird because everything fits. It's just it's like you're it's like you're not your it's not that you're forced to go through it, but it's it is only one way to get to the end. And it's just like every step and every jump you make while Paulina singer sing it just makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's man that that is like. That's that is pretty close to my moment of the year, except for two other moments happened. And so uh, my my second moment is when you finally beat the or see credits roll for the first time in Mario Odyssey and you land in the Mushroom Kingdom and the fact that they like you walk in to the castle and it's just how you remember it. You go to the left, and there's the door, and you jump into the paintings. And instead of like, yeah, instead of the N64 levels, they're just like repeat boss fights they're just a little bit harder and stuff but still like the fact that you can go into the doors and the paintings are there and you just kind of like ju- you can jump into the paintings and the fact that they changed all the moons to the stars from Mario 64 I I don't know if you don't want this but I could I kind of want Mario 64 to be remade using the uh Odyssey graphics I was just having so much fun yeah. in that land and I was just like Man, if if Nintendo, if y'all remade this in this graphics, I wouldn't even be mad. I just want to play. I would just want to play it. And I I think my opinion would be, okay, this is still a perfect 10. Whether they fixed or didn't fix anything, this game would still be a perfect 10. Like, it's an all-time classic. Yeah, for some, for for me. Yeah, I mean Mario sixty four is like my favorite Mario game. So uh, if they remade that for Switch, I'd be like, oh my gosh, game of the year. But uh, so yeah, like that, just the attention to detail and just running around the world and and everything, seeing everything. It's it's cool. It's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus, like Yoshi's waiting for you on top of the castle and <laughs> yes. uh, like there's a Yoshi egg and you can capture Yoshi and become Yoshi and you need Yoshi to access certain areas of the map. It's just really cool, man. It was, there was a lot of cool things that, you know, I, <laughs> it was, it was just awesome. So, uh, but my number one moment, and this was a moment that kind of like, it's real small and it's just kind of one of the, like, as you're playing breath of the wild 
and you're you're going through and searching for all the memories and stuff. The memory that like I really love the most was probably the strongest story moment in the game where like Zelda is taking Link back to the Shrine of Resurrection. And then, you know, you kind of see this story moment play out and then you see her with the master sword kind of she's so broken and beaten and so is the master sword and like you just witness this whole story moment of her putting the master sword back in its uh slot yeah and that was just like that whole cutscene was just like one of the best things i think i watched all year you know uh Zelda Breath of the Wild is is a special game in the way that it delivers these little story moments and the way you can piece them together and the way you mm-hmm. tra- traverse throughout the world and you can see like hints of a lived in world and you can see hints of worlds that came before like you know you see Lon Lon Ranch from uh Ocarina of Time you see the uh temple from twilight princess you see a lot of these things you see the uh the one of the temples from skyward sword even like you see a lot of these things uh and and even from the 2d zelda games you you see things and it's like the attention to detail and the the care that went into this game and everything is placed for a reason and placed somewhere where you wonder what happened here and you have you wonder like how did how did you know this world get from the get from Lamon Ranch, a fu- fully functioning ranch on N sixty four? How did how does it get like this? Or you know, how did this temple from Skyward Sword fall apart? Like it makes you wonder, and it's telling a story without really telling a story, and it's it's and it's just man, it's Breath of the Wild. It's I mean, we'll get more into it. I mean, look, it's. Yeah, yeah, I'll save my comments for them. But those are those were like my top five moments of the year for <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> stuff, man. It's just wow, what a what a great year. Okay, uh, well, uh, my top five moments for Nintendo. Um, my number five is definitely um, E3. Just seeing the games that was coming out and them just re just announcing Metroid Prime, and then you know me and Corey are doing live conversation and watching this like like whoa okay y'all do there's something playing on the screen and we're like okay what's this and it's Sam is shooting in 2D wait what's going on. Metroid Simmons Return, the remake of Metroid 2. It's going on. I'm like, oh, wait, when did they drop this announcement? And play, like, like people were playing it. They were playing it during their live stream. That was crazy to get two Metroid games announced. And one of them came out, which we'll definitely talk about later. And I, you know, with the sushi game and stuff, like, I was super happy at Nintendo's. Uh, approach to E3 and their presentation. That was just the moment of that whole presentation and even talking to you, Corey, during it, which is amazing. It was just so fun. And definitely with 2018 coming up, I cannot, just, I cannot wait for their E3 presentation for it. Oh um, Man, 2018 is going to be so big. And like, 
spoilers, that's our first uh, expansion pack episode is uh, 2018 <laughs> Switch. Because, like, yeah, Nintendo had a lot of games come out this year, but Ed, that list I sent you was, like, almost 70 games long just for 2018. And that's not that list, like, in 2018, because we, look, we know Metroid Prime 4 is not coming next year. And, yes. you know, Pokemon has a possibility to slip into 2019. So it's like, whoa. And, and we'll go into that in our expansion pack. So you should check it out on our YouTube page. Probably the, probably New Year's Day, I think, that episode's going up. So, mm-hmm. uh, But, man, dude. That list is, and the funny thing is that list is growing because, like I said, we haven't even finished 2018. We still pretty much got two more whole weeks of this year. Stuff can be announced on Christmas Day unexpectedly. Like like today, Mutant Must is getting Shovel Knight in there, and you could play the whole game as Shovel Knight. That's crazy. Dude, I mean, that, like... I have all the Mutant Mud games on 3DS, and then I have Mutant mm-hmm. Mud's Challenge on Wii U. And I was like, do I really need to buy this again? I don't know. Because like, I like the Mutant Mud's games, and I would love to have it like on the Switch. But at the same time, I already bought those games, and I didn't finish any of them. <laughs> but, like, dude, having Shovel Knight and being able to play through Shovel- as Shovel Knight through the whole game, I'm like, sold. Sold. I'm sorry. Like, that uh, NVC did a really cool interview with that guy. Yeah, uh, I forget what his name is. I'm sorry, but like you should go check out Nintendo Voice Chat for that uh, cool interview. But like, man, like I I I like Mutant Muds enough, but the fact that I get to play Shovel Knight, my favorite indie game of like probably all time, honestly. Like, at, there's a few I haven't played, but you know, <laughs> as of right now, like, dude, oh, sold me. Honestly, sold me. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> just out. Okay, so um, non my number four is Nintendo announcing Super Mario cereal in this amiibo. <laughs> like that was weird <laughs> out of nowhere, and I couldn't find it. Everybody and I went to my nearest Target. They didn't have it. And then to announce that the Target's not gonna carry it anymore, and it's just like uh, and I don't know how it tastes. Nobody reported or anything, but uh, uh Game Informer was... did a taste test episode, and they said it tastes like it tastes like Fruity Pebbles mixed with Lucky Charms. Ooh, that's I'm like, good. I'm like, dude, you have the cereal that tastes like Fruity Pebbles, and then you add the marshmallows in from Lucky Charms. That's just like. Somebody's going to go into a diabetic coma. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, mm, yep. Sugary. Ugh. So, um, did they did they test the box out to see what it does or anything? Yeah, it's just a generic amiibo. It doesn't really do, it does everything that all the amiibo like in Mario Odyssey, it does whatever all the other amiibos do except for besides Mario Peach and Bowser. Like whatever all okay. the other ones do, it does that. Okay. So, I mean that's the only game they tested it on, but I would love to see that uh, as that as a uh, download free download for Smash. <laughs> you could be the uh, <laughs> you play just as Mario the box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a character, or you could just smack people with the cereal box. Like think of getting like smashed with the cereal box. Like you, you like Mario swings it, and you just get hit to the uh, background, or you just see that uh, little. I still love that. You know, 
and smash when you hit them out in the diagonal mode just out just out something about that just seems so funny to me um but yeah i would love to see if they would add that to smash as free dlc if it comes to switch um dude if it comes to switch there's no way smash is not coming to switch there's no way they're gonna end the january direct i'm calling it right now they're gonna end it with just the smash sound and like a 10 minute a 10 second cutscene of mario link and like characters fighting each other and that's it Corey. nope nope continue continue nope nope. i'm just gonna i'm just going to say our reaction episode for that is going to be insane if that happens no dude our reaction episode is going to be insane regardless (laughs) because my number three it's definitely the Doom and Wolfenstein to announce me. Oh, yeah, I forgot. When I, when for- I tell you that me and Corey was, uh, when we, like, literally talked to each other, like, I met, like, Corey has told y'all, I messaged him, I'm like, dude, Doom and Wolfenstein 2 is coming to Switch. Yeah. Dude, I, oh, by the way, Panic Button is doing that port, too. So yeah, I read that on Destructoid, which is good. That was I'm I'm and I'm glad that Doom is still selling. Like people have been picking it up for the holidays and stuff. It hasn't sold terrible on Switch. Like uh, one of the sites, like not Nintendo Life, the other one I look at, I forget what it's called, uh, Nintendo Today or whatever. Like they reported that like Doom wasn't selling well, but like it's sold close to a million copies so far, and it's like. Look, I get it. Like, do- Switch isn't the best place to be playing Doom, but at the same time, it's the best place to be playing Doom <laughs> because you can take it with you. So, uh, and and I think a lot of people have been pl- playing uh, buying that digitally than they have done physically because there hasn't been like a lot of physical copies uh, shipped up because when doom first got came out there was only like two copies in a lot of stores like two to six copies and like pretty much all of those so and i i I give it up to bethesda that they did restock them quickly and they just kept uh, selling out but i think a lot of people bought it digitally for for it i mean for kind of for doom it makes sense because of the multiplayer stuff just getting that whole package and stuff so but you know, I had to like you, Corey. I had to have the physical. Like, yeah, I mean, I got the physical copy. Everything that for Switch, like, I mean, you know, you know how I am with my lists. Uh, but like, Nintendo, my Nintendo lists are are getting so big, and it's just like, oh, dude, man. I'm looking at, I'm, I was been looking at my work case, and I was just like, okay. In the front, I got like at the top is all Nintendo games, so I'm just like, okay, I'm missing this game, this game, but I know I'm going to pick it up. The third party, I'm missing this game. Some of the indies that's getting physical, I'm missing that, but I'm going to get it. Like I'm like you, I'm working on my library to get those games. Yeah, and like, there's a couple games like I really wish would get physical copies and don't have them yet. And like, yeah, I think one is Shovel Knight, like. I think after King of Cards comes out, they're going to announce a special edition and like the cartridge is going to have all the games on it. Uh, yeah. So like, I'm waiting for that. And then like the ukulele, I'm so surprised ukulele didn't get a physical copy. Like I'm extremely surprised just because like PS4 and Xbox one got one. That is a game that a lot of people have been waiting for on switch, mm-hmm. man. Like I don't, 
know if I want to drop the money on that game until a physical copy comes out. I think people are waiting for that physical. They 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 people have been uh, telling Playtonic that we will buy a physical because um, the reviews for it has been great. They were just like, this is the definitive version to play. Yeah, and like I that day they announced it. Uh, yes, like ukulele. <clears throat> oops. Oh. Sorry, I went to their website and started making all these burp and fart sounds. <laughs> but like I, because I, I was going to read some of the comments, but I don't want like burp and fart sounds on our show. So sorry, guys. <laughs> that wasn't me. Wasn't Edward. That was the ukulele characters. <laughs> uh, but like all every comment, like every single comment, probably like I'm not kidding. Probably like 120 comments on like the first 120 comments were like physical version. Physical uh-huh. version? Where's the physical version? Is there a physical version? Do you have plans for a physical version? Every comment on that first page was, is there a physical version? And it's like, there's there's clearly like a demand for that. And like, I understand the cartridges from Nintendo probably cost a little bit, but like at the same time, this, this is the console that that game was made for. So like, just, I don't know, man, it's weird, but like those are the two games that I really wish had physical copies, and like I, I would buy. Dude, I've bought Shovel Knight six times. Like I will clearly buy it another time. <laughs> it, like I, I have it too. I have it. Uh, I don't have it for for one or or PS4 because I just I feel like Shovel Knight just belongs to the Nintendo console. So I got the physical for. Uh, for 3DS, I got the digital version for Wii U. Um, just like you, Corey, I think I'm gonna wait for the physical copy of uh, Shovel Knight to come to Switch, and I would pay forty dollars. I would pay fifty dollars if they if they did it. Like I'm still waiting for. I cannot wait for the next Amiibo for Shovel Knight to come out. That collection, like yeah, that's gonna and like that's like pretty much my big next Amiibo one. Yeah, and like I don't need Amiibo, you know, like I don't. I don't really collect Amiibo. Like, I collect certain ones. Like, I have the whole mm-hmm. Zelda set, right? And I have almost the whole Super Mario Brothers set because that set looks cool together. Yes. Uh, but, like, I didn't get any of the Animal Crossing ones. I got the uh, Smash Brothers ones that I wanted, like Pac-Man and Mega Man and Sonic and, you know, Charizard. Like, I got I got a bunch of the ones that I wanted, but, like... Those those shovel knight amiibo like if I can't get those shovel knight amiibo I'm gonna cry <sighs> like the three pack you, are, you, you can forget, you you forget I, I I didn't forget I was it was more of a wink wink nudge nudge <laughs> conversation piece <laughs> you're supposed to wink there because you just stopped in the, okay there you go <laughs> you just stopped in the uh, middle of the sentence was like now you know good and well. So, uh, uh, which is funny that you mentioned that Pac-Man because, yeah, I'm getting that Pac-Man too. That's coming to Switch. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Championship Edition is coming to Switch. I forgot. Oh, that is going to be my game on the go. Yeah, it's getting a getting a physical copy also. So, yes, man, yeah, man. I like, like I was hesitant on getting that. Uh, the Namco Museum thing, and like I still might, but I probably won't. But like Pac Man Championship Edition 2 Plus, and it comes with I think it comes with Pac Man and Miss Pac Man, like the original ones. I'm like sold, I, I think so, yeah, because I've seen it on Xbox One, but uh, 
no one like I didn't even know they they had made it for Xbox One. Like there was like no kind of release announcement. But to see that that game was coming to Switch, dude, like get this. Mega Man Legacy. Mega Man Legacy 2. Mega Man X. Mega Man X2. Like the collections. Um Pac-Man Championship Edition. Like these old school kind of games. Whether it's it's gonna have a fresh paint of coat or whatever, like being on a Nintendo console, it's just it's so fitting. Like to me personally, it's just like an ultimate buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just man. Oh, by the way, like the Legacy Collections and Mega Man Eleven are getting physical copies also. Yes. Uh, plus, oh, like in the Street Fighter, in the Street Fighter thirtieth anniversary, like I have to. For me personally, I have to have that. So. I need to ask you a question. Yes. Is the the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, is it coming mm-hmm. with the game that they already released on Switch? No. Is it coming with any version like that game? No. Okay. So, like... So... Okay. Yeah, because what Ultra is, is um, um, Uda's artwork um, is in it, and the ones that's coming for... Uh, on Switch, those are all the arcade versions. Okay. Because the Udon one was like a like a like a redesigned one for PS3 360. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I was I was just wondering. Uh, also, by the way, heads up. I know we're like in the middle of our game of the year discussion, and this is probably something we should just discuss on expansion pack. But Bayonetta three, Bayonetta one and two collection. And Wolfenstein 2 New Colossus are all up on Amazon for pre-order. Uh, yes. So if you want to do that, you may do so. Uh, also, Gear Club Unlimited physical release was slated for January. Avail- it's available now on Amazon as well. So if you want a racing game, you can get it early. So And, I'm, and I'm, since, I think I'm going to pick that one up. Since they made a deal with Amazon, the Amazon Prime discount still counts. So if even nice. if you did pre-order it, it's still thirty nine ninety nine if you have Amazon Prime. So just, yeah, just let you know, Gosh, guys, go sales. pre-order. Get those get those guaranteed good sales uh, for those games. Because um, my number two moment that Bayonetta two and Bayonetta one being announced at the Game Awards oh, and I, that, well, just Bayonetta all together, my mouth. We've been wanting this announcement. <laughs> We've been like, waiting. I could like as much as we talk about Bayonetta three, right? Yes. Like a Bayonetta one and two ports would have been enough, right? And it's like, dude, it's just like, man, they gave us this giant, giant, delicious chocolate cake with Bayonetta two, and they covered it with this delicious sugary icing for Bayonetta one. Yes. Download code. And then they dropped a hot, hot pan of hot fudge on top of the cake with Bayonetta 3 announcement. And we're still... I was just watching the announcement again and just trying to figure out, like, where can they go with this game? Like, where can they go with this? And I'm super excited. Like, I guess it's one of those show more at E3... Mm-hmm. Drop any time that you guys want to drop any more information at, at a direct. Shut up and develop the game, mm-hmm. and then 
do what you guys if you guys want to do that 30 minute 30 limit play or demo like they did for the Wii U for Bayonetta 2 go ahead and do it because everybody is going to anticipate that game once the demo drop it's gonna hopefully it, it hopefully it be longer like a two level demo mm-hmm. and people are going to be be playing that over and over trying to best their scores like i would love to have like leaderboard demos like a like a leaderboard that for people who are playing demos to have demo scores to see if people could beat it and stuff i think that would be somewhat cool a little interesting but i i hopefully we get hopefully we get a bayonetta 3 demo in the coming years before that game is released yeah i i man Dude, that bayonet announcement was awesome. Uh, but what's your number uh, I, one moment, Ed? Of course, my number one moment. Buying the Switch. Nope. Oh. It's actually coming to see Corey and us going to go get the Super NES Mini. Oh, man. I forgot that that was this year, too. This year has been so long. <laughs> this is like, like, this is just, in terms of, like, gaming, like, I mean, I know like the world is falling apart and crumbling around us, but in the world of gaming, like everything is so amazing right now. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, man, 20, 2017 was a great year for games. Ugh, man, and you coming up here, man, that was so much fun. Ah, uh, that episode, that, we- that episode we did together, and like I finally got to like edit like a real show almost together. It was uh-huh. just like, ah, oh, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, I, I was watching the hours. Our uh our first recording and uh just just us getting up going to Toys R Us to go get the uh, Super NES and just doing the unboxing, doing some playthroughs, like recording about eight shows <laughs> within that time weekend and just enjoying ourselves. Of course, the food was good. Everybody, Corey is a fantastic cook. That's not true. Uh, yes. Uh, and and me reacting to a certain TV show. Oh, we man. <laughs> oh my gosh! The last episode we watched was oh. uh, it was good slash bad all around. Uh, uh, but yeah, those those are my top five moments. Um, I do yeah. Uh, that what uh the Doom and Wolfenstein one that was my Nintendo Direct moment of the year was just that announcement. And um, honorable mention for announcements. I just want to say. I, the Nintendo Directs have I really like the way that they're doing them how, how like they're doing a kind of fast pace and breaking everything down and like I said on past on the past show um I I like that the indie is kind of separate from like some of the main ones and they could throw some new indie stuff like updates um I kind of hope to see more of that in 2018 <sighs> all right best third party game I think is where we should go next. Okay. All right. This I... is this is number five to number one for me. So five, four, three, two, one. Super Bomberman R. Fantastic multiplayer game. Uh, Disguise Five Complete. It's a great Fire Emblem substitute. Not quite Fire Emblem, but still a great kind of strategy game. Uh, NBA Two K eighteen. Man, what a you want to talk about. Doom making a great port. Man, 2K made a great basketball port. That game is great on Switch. I hope you have a big memory card, but that game is just mm, 
fantastic. Yeah, I, I've been here. People still love it on Switch. Like, I, I think people have problems with it uh, for some other things. But when people mention uh, 2K, 2K18, they mention Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good port. I mean, again, it's not the greatest for, like, online play or, you know, that kind of stuff. And if you're trying to do, like, the character creator thing, like, mm-hmm. maybe you should go with a different console but if you just want a pure basketball experience on the go uh nba 2k is great and you know what i would even throw fifa in there i just i don't i i'm very upset at ea right now so i'm trying not to give them any any props but fifa is all if you're looking for a great soccer game fifa is also i guess that would be my number six uh number two doom doom is a great port doom (laughs) Doom is a a fantastic third-party game again on switch do if your number if your your list is literally eighty five percent that's mine. But go ahead. Uh, Doom is probably like I don't know how they could have done any better. That game runs like a charm on Switch. I'm I actually sat down and played it the other day for a little bit, and like mm. man, that game is fun. And like that multiplayer is is a great game. Like I mean, there's a few multiplayer games on Switch that are great, like Splatoon and stuff. But if you're looking for yeah. like like a Halo type multiplayer experience, Doom's multiplayer is nothing to ignore. That game, that multiplayer is great. Yeah, it runs a little, a little lower resolution than the campaign and stuff, but it's great. It's still great. Uh, my number one third party game, and this counts as a third party game because it is listed as a third party game Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. <laughs> is uh my best third party game that game is so much better than it has any right to be the mechanics yes. the characters the dumb rabbits are not as annoying as you would think they would be oh so good but the cutscenes are still funny <laughs> yeah oh yeah they're so funny like the first like cutscene when like the dumb luigi rabbit is gosh he's my favorite i still want one of those little statues <laughs> Uh, the Luigi Rabbit is awesome. Like when he's holding the banana yes. for the first time, and he just kind of holds it up to one of the big um, monkey-looking rabbits. Oh, it's yeah, so good. It's so good. It's so good. That screenshot. That screenshot of that was my cover photo on my Facebook page for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but those are my best. Those are my favorite third-party games for Switch this year. And like, I kept. I, there's a lot of indie games, but I. We were doing a best indie game category, so I tried to make yeah. third party more about AAA than I did indie. So, yeah. So everybody, <laughs> number five for me, Super Barberman R. Also, <laughs> like I literally thought, like yes, we started off on the same thing. Um, s- such a great game, um, really fun to play. Um, anyone could play it. Uh, not too hard to learn. Um, Ultra Street Fighter 2 is my number four. I put this game on because um, I'm a big Street Fighter fan. Um, I love Udon's art. The game looks good. Um, even though that first person Hadouken might be broken, it's still a fantastic game to play I, with friends. I, you know, I almost put that on my list too, and I'm not a big Street Fighter guy. Although, mm-hmm. I've been like really kind of researching fighting games lately and like trying to be kind of sort of invested in some games and like 
Dude, Street Fighter 2 on Switch is no joke. It is amazing. Like, I don't know if it's worth $40 when you can get it for 15 on PS4 and Xbox One, but man, that yeah. game is so good. Like, the art is so good. And, like, the character animations are, f- like, flawless. Like, the me- yes. like, the base fighting mechanics of Street Fighter, Ultra Street Fighter 2 on Switch are amazing. And, like, I do recommend a pro controller. And I think the, the Mad Cat's fight sticks... The Mad Cat's fight stick on there works. Yeah, I know. S- shut up. I still don't have mine. Uh, work on there, but like, dude, that game is great, and it's fu- it's just fun to mess around. And I'm like, I've been playing some Street Fighter Two a little bit, like not enough to talk about or anything. And like, I've been mm. researching like injustice stuff because uh, Jesse and I want to like get into some injustice stuff for squad goals. But like, yeah, man, dude. Man, Street Fighter is good, and Injustice is great too. I hope it comes to Switch soon, please. Yeah, thanks. I, I, I still need to get um, Pocket Fighters. I know you said that it was out, um, but I, that's what the one I also need to get, even though that's Andy. I still, I just like that design. That it looks, it looks cool. Yeah. Um, number three is FIFA 18. Looking at this game on Corey's like HD TV. I was blown away. And just the way that Corey was playing it, like the game was running smooth. I was just like, this game looks beautiful. Like this game is is, is quite gorgeous. And, you know, Corey probably already beat it because you were just winning games left and right <laughs> and stuff. But it it's a good game. On, it's a amazing game on switch yeah i mean i haven't played much of it since nba 2k came out but Mm -hmm. uh man what a great like soccer title for switch like yeah it's missing like 50 percent of the modes but it's just good and like on amazon right now it's like 35 bucks so like it's half the price now of the other games but like (laughs) if you just want a dumb soccer game to play with your friends and play against each other in like quick mode or whatever like Mm-hmm. FIFA's great, man. And like if if you only own a Nintendo console and like FIFA 13 was the last FIFA game we got on Wii U, uh it's it's worth a pickup. You know, I I hesitate to say like <laughs> buy an EA game, but at the same time, like FIFA's great and I I want people to buy FIFA so EA gets the message that people want games on Switch and maybe next yes. year we'll get Madden or uh, NHL or golf or something. So, Yeah, because NHL would be a perfect thing for uh, for sports fans um, on Switch. Uh, my number two is Doom. Just same reasons for Corey. And number one, like Corey's Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. This game got laughed at at E3 when they people didn't believe no, it. got laughed it. at when it got leaked. And then well, they yeah. showed it. And then people were like, oh, I get it now. And like that was probably one of the biggest moments too this year, going back to our previous thing. Yeah. Was like watching that developer like get so emotional about his heroes talking about his game and collaborating with him on his game and making sure like he was like working with his heroes was amazing. Like seeing like, that's what, that's why Ubisoft to me sticks out more than like EA or Activision because like they kind of humanize their developers, you know? Yeah. And they, they, they have a sort of, 
and I'm not I'm not saying that they're not a big corporate giant or anything because they are. They're in a they're a business. They're trying to make quality products, but like they're doing all the right things with their games, and they're they're not out to just make money. They're out to please their consumers. They're out to yes. uh, do right by their consumers, and this is just an example of them being, for all intents and purposes, the good guy of the major companies. You know, okay. they're they're the good guy of of the major pla- of the major third parties and it's it's that was such an amazing moment watching that and to hear people play I'm just like okay this is XCOM but with Nintendo characters and <clears throat> everything works and like the sales of it was like 400 what 400 500,000 copies like it had a lot of good sales yeah, i thought it was it, kind of high it's it's higher than that i think now like i that game there was an eShop sale for that game where they mm-hmm. sold it and you got the expansion pass for free if you bought it digitally. Uh, oh, that's cool. So, like, that was a cool sale. And I am I'm, I think the last one I heard was, like, 700,000 copies. Uh, yeah. It's been selling good this holiday. People have been picking it up along with Odyssey and stuff. Like, um, so people, kids and stuff will be learning games through strategy games and having fun. Uh, but, yeah, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle just took people by surprise and it it did so good on switch like i don't see microsoft or, or sony even trying to partner up with ubisoft to make a strategy game with their characters or something for that platform mm-hmm. as you know i ch- have i have the sales numbers right here uh okay as of october 28th so um, what six weeks have gone by it's yeah. sold uh 75 or 70 750,000 copies. Well, that's good. So it'll, it'll probably it might hit close to a million by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of a uh, uh, recommendations to get a, for people getting a Switch game, uh, a new Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm and I'm kind of I feel like they kind of did this game to make up for what they did with Rayman Legends. Um how it was exclusive for Wii U, but then they brought it out to the other consoles. And uh, when they brought it out, the, the other consoles got it first, and Wii U got pushed back. So it kind of feels like this was almost like, you know, a makeup for that uh, debacle, I should say. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm. I'm just kind of like sprinkling news throughout this this show as I and kind of like looking it up. Two things: the Arms comic has officially been announced for Western release, written by yes. Ian Flynn, and the comic book uh, series is debuting on Free Comic Book Day in May. Uh, so that comic book will be Ooh. free that day at your local comic shop. So that's that's fun. That's awesome. And then, uh. A note in the Breath of the Wild art book confirms that the that work has already begun on the game's sequel. So, <sighs> I man, I really hope they do a Dark World version of this with this engine, like with the purples and the reds and the like. Mm. Oh man, oh man, I can't wait! I cannot wait. But <laughs> sorry, that's another that's another episode. Not a, not a special pass, but just another episode because. Our minds are going to wonder. I mean, we what could is do that Numa? as an expansion pass. I think. No, but see, I I want it kind of like as like its own, almost like its own show because 
where is where can a Newman them take this? That's like just... story wise, and, and I know me and you, we we we've talked about what art style we would like to see it in, but from a story and maybe a gameplay wise, like where do we go? Like, do they honestly? Get... I would like I would like the same basic setup as Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And, but get rid of the weapon uh, degradation. Uh, you know what? I think you could get rid of weapon degradation and replace it with upgradable weapons. You mm-hmm. know, similar to what Skyward Sword did, uh, upgradable gear and and kind of like make it almost like an RPG style system. Uh, you know, where you're leveling up your weapons and your shields, and you know, and and you know, kind of do the same thing that they did with the armor and clothes clothing sets you know you go yeah. to a fairy and you know if you have the right resources you can upgrade this 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 and this and then instead of like the divine beasts which were cool but i think those are like the weakest dungeons in any zelda game i want them to like make traditional zelda dungeons but incorporate the uh breath of the wild stuff that you get at the beginning we're like, okay, I need to make an ice block here to get to get up to this platform, and then I need to move this metal door to climb up to the next platform. You know what I mean? Like, like make, the dungeon make, is like the dungeon is all puzzle built upon puzzle. Yeah, in a sense. yeah, like like in like Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess, like those kinds of dungeons. Uh, but you know, use the mechanics of the bombs and the ice and the stasis, yeah, and that kind of stuff. So. Uh, I think that would be really cool and unique where, like, what's old is new again, and they could really do some cool things surrounding that. Not that I didn't enjoy the Divine Beast, but I just, Mm. I think, you know, the mechanic of the map and map being the puzzle kind of got old after, like, the second time doing it. Yeah. And so... And, you know, I they've shown pieces of that with this uh, new Divine Beast it is more traditional where you're working your way from room to room and collecting items to move on to the next room. Uh, but at the same time, I, I would really like to see them go back. I don't, I don't want to necessarily have to do them in a certain order, but I think if they went back and just made traditional style dungeons would be awesome. Yeah. Cause I think Nintendo is good at the, the physics in this, in a breath of the wild. It's just super good. Like, they let you experiment. Yeah. And that experiment kind of solved puzzles that you didn't expect it to solve. Yeah. 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 So um but yeah, that's uh that's another episode I think we can just talk about that. Uh <laughs> but okay, what's our next our next category is going to be best surprise. Uh best surprise game or uh best surprise this year so uh for me there's three games on my list uh snake pass was a really cool surprise for me i didn't know like that was one of the first major indie games to get released on switch besides you know like the shovel knight port and stuff Uh, yeah snake pass was really interesting uh mario plus rattles kingdom battle was a huge surprise to me i didn't think i was gonna love that game as much as i did and then for me the biggest surprise of the year was arms I still think ARMS is, like, one of the most underrated and under-hyped games for Switch. Like, that game is amazing. And the fact yes. that they released that update where you can customize your controls, you can 
uh, play the way you want to without sacrificing control is awesome. Oh, so good. I love it. I love arms. I love arms. Arms. And then the uh, new patch is coming out with another character. I know. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah, oh, that's a game that I have to pick up. I, I keep looking at it just like, dude, get I need arms, you. I need get you. get arms, and they added a bunch of new modes, and they have the the uh, I forget what they're called, but they're like the Splatfest for Splatoon, the, well, cha- the challenges, and I'm like, yeah. Well, I think the sales are went up because it has been like selling out. It it, it became one of those hard games to find. But, but we and we literally just got some in. And when I go to get it, they're all gone. So hopefully, I get some this week and uh, this weekend, and I'll pick it up. Yeah, arms, I have some good sales arms, going on. Arms is fantastic. I love arms so much. Oh, and the music to ours is so good. Oh, yes. Uh, but the the other two biggest surprises and like. Uh, they're more announcements than, than games where the uh, Doom and Wolfenstein announcement was the biggest surprise. And then uh, the fact that we're getting all three Bayonetta games on Switch exclusively. Yes. Like, uh, well, Bayonetta 1's not exclusive, but 2 and 3. <laughs> oh, oh, those were my, those were the biggest surprise. Well, and then like E3 was a huge surprise too. Where we got Metroid Prime 4 and Pokemon announced for Switch. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh. This is going to be the game. This is going to be the Pokemon. I just jump back in. This is going to be it. It's going to be it. Uh, so as long as um, I can pick Charmander at, at, at number boo. one. Boo! Shut up. <laughs> You're the only person to pick Bulbasaur. Yeah, I do pick Bulbasaur. I'm grass type. No, you're grass, fired. Gra- Go away. Grass type. Uh, grass type. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> You're fired, go away. <laughs> it did not be back. Then you'll be like, I'm fired, and see you in the chat. <laughs> do the show by myself. Just no, kidding. I can't do this by myself. Um for me, uh top five surprises. Um the mummy demaster um uh, just came out of nowhere. People thought it was a joke. It's a real thing. It's still um, a joke that the game is better than the movie. Pretty much. Oh, Pretty much, dude. That game um, is on sale right now, and when when I get paid, I'm getting it. It is thirteen dollars on the eShop, and I oh, I do. I I snagged that up last week. Like that's why a, I was just like, yeah, now I need a Metroid fix, um, and that game's gonna be it. Uh, Mega Man Eleven number four is my biggest surprise. I don't know uh, how I feel about that yet. I don't know about this art style. I'm not. I'm not 100% sold. Like, I watched the trailer. It looks like Mega Man. It looks cool. And I'll probably get it. But... You know, it, it was just... The surprise was just that a new Mega Man was coming. Yeah. I think that's just a surprise. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that the Legacy Collections are coming to Switch and Mega yes. Man. Oh, so excited. <laughs> um, number three, uh, Lost Sphere coming to Switch and the other console. Um, it's good to see that Square Enix is really going to be putting a lot of great games on it. Um, number two, definitely Grace, Graceful Explosion Machine. Um, th- that was a, that's so fun. And I would have added Sonic Mania for a lot of people, but I, I don't own it, but it's, that's such a good game also. Um, and I just, uh, Let's see. Um, 
My number one, Project Octopath. That demo. If you have not played that demo, download it now and play both campaigns. That game is so good. That demo was so good. And it surprised me on how it how it's traditional with Bravely Default game mechanic put into me. That I'm still like, yeah, I'm probably gonna spend sixty plus hours in this game. Like it's it's worth every penny. Um second honorable mission about big surprises, the secret of Mana collection. That is only in Japan and it's not here for America. Uh, let me find how to import that game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are my big uh, surprises. Nice. All right, we're moving into our last two categories here. Well, not last two, but like two major categories. And then we'll talk about the extra ones that, that Ed has. Uh, he messaged me a bunch of categories today. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't have a list for those, but it's okay. We'll talk about it anyway. Uh, best indie game from five to one and yes i realize one of these is technically an expansion but get over it uh five snake pass awesome kind of game that kind of reminds me a little bit of captain toad uh mm-hmm. a little bit uh just based on like you can't jump but it's a platformer and you have to figure out ways to get to these areas without jumping and it's it's cool uh, it's a cool little game. Uh, Blaster Master Zero. Uh, yes, that, that, game was, was, so that game was really cool. Really cool throwback to the original. Uh, plus, it had did a lot of cool things. Like once you got out of the vehicle, and it was it was, it was really cool. Uh, Mighty Gun Volt Burst. Big surprise. And if you're into Mega Man, like this game, this game totally has this uh, Mega Man vibe, but like. It's almost like the what an evolution of the Mega Man formula would be like, where like yes. you're kind of exploring this semi-linear level, but you can explore it a little bit. Uh, you can customize your loadouts, you can customize your blaster. Uh, this is probably the game that Mighty Number no. Nine should have been because it features <laughs> Beck and Call from Mighty Number no. Nine, uh, which I've been, I've been playing as Beck through the game the whole time, and it's it's just awesome. Uh, it's awesome. There's so much customization. There's controller customization. There's blaster customization. You can fire five bursts that don't do a lot of damage, but you can get your bursts off faster. You can uh, shoot one giant bomb across the state. It's, oh my gosh, it's awesome. You should check it out. It's probably probably one of the better uh, Mega Man likes out there. And it, you can even get it. It's on 3DS also, so... Uh, you should check. You should definitely check out Mighty Gumball Burst. Uh, Graceful Explosion Machine is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game was that game was awesome. Uh, kind of like this. Uh, you're like this spaceship, and you're shooting these like you're just trying to destroy all these enemies and get through the stage uh, without dying. And it's just it gets really challenging. And my number one indie game, Shovel Knight: Specter of Torment. The expansion for Shovel Knight that came out. Also, it's ten dollars by itself, or the whole package is twenty four ninety nine. Spectre of Torment is the best uh, campaign to date. The movement, the way you play through the levels, the the character designs, the story, even like it's 
it's the best campaign to date. And I love, gosh, I love Shovel Knight so much. Yes. Uh, I'm, I mean, like, look, Shovel Knight was great, but this, this is like, <laughs> Shovel Knight was an amazing game when it came out. And this campaign feels like the evolution of what the Shovel Knight formula could be. And like, I really hope whatever they do next, whether it's like Super Shovel Knight or Shovel Knight 64 or whatever, they take the basis of movement from Spectre of Torment. I want to be mm-hmm. able to surf on my shovel. I want to be able to use my shovel to hang on to things like a grappling hook. Like I want to do those things. And this, ca- oh my gosh, dude, this campaign is so good. And I know maybe people put Shovel Knight down for a while, but this is the definitive campaign for Shovel Knight, and the story is great, and the powers are great. You should just play it. Yes. Sorry, I like to ramble when I get excited. (laughs) No, no problem with that. And the Santa hat's really itchy. (laughs) Oh, trust me. It's when when it gets hot, you just be like, uh, let me take this off. <laughs> no, dude, it's like really itching, especially like this part of my head right here, because there's a seam right here, and the seam is really, really like spiky and itchy, and I'm just like, uh-huh. Ugh. Ugh. but <laughs> sorry. Uh, so my indies, uh, number five, the Mummy Demastered, uh, just it's that good old Metro, uh, Metroid. And Contra feel that I'm loving. Uh, Rhyme is number four. Even though it just came out for Switch, I think a lot of people around this time have probably played it and beaten it. Um, if not, the music in Rhyme defines that game. I think it's one of the best indie soundtracks that I heard in a long time, and it's probably the best one for 2017. Um, a personal moment for me with Rhyme is is uh when your character is like kind of almost on the last level and it's just black and it's raining and that there's a piano accompaniment to it. I won't get no further than that. You have to play the game. Or if you want to feel like watching on YouTube and spoiling it for yourself, you can. But do listen to that music. That accompaniment from the from that piece um, of the game is just spectacular. It's, it's, it really defines that game. Um, number three, even though people might feel like this is a cop-out, Fast Racing Neo. I, I just have a blast every time I play this game. Yeah, that game is and fun. I forgot that that game... Gosh, man, I have still this year. Yeah, it, it's a fun, just fantastic... And you get into it. I don't care if I win or lose. Every time I play that game, I'm focused, I'm having fun, and I'll just be like, you know what, one more round. Maybe I could get to first place. Like, I really enjoyed that game. Uh, number two is Thumper. Um, Larry Giver from World One One. He let me play it, and I was playing that game for almost two and a half hours, trying to, you know, perf- perfect things. The music, the gameplay, learning it—it it just so so good. But last but not least, uh, Grace for Explosion Machine. Old school shoot 'em up vibes for me. I was racking up points. Just like, oh, this game is uh, so addictive. Like, 
something that you think you only play for 15 minutes, you actually realize an hour has just gone by. <laughs> like it's like it keeps you playing more and more. Uh, it, the, the the levels get a little bit challenging further on, but you know, changing up your scat strategy, moving weapons around, uh, like you gotta pay attention and everything. Just a fantastic game, one of the best indie games, and just an honorable mention for indies. Uh, golf story, I would I would recommend people to try out. Yeah, I, I do want to point out there are there are like there's four major indie games I haven't played yet, and I want to get to them. And next week, I'll probably talk about a couple of them. I haven't played The Mummy Demastered. I haven't played SteamWorld Dig 2. I haven't played... Me neither. I haven't played Ukulele yet. And then... Uh, Me too. Uh, what was the other one? It's on sale here. Oh, Golf Story was the other one I haven't played yet. So, like... Yeah. I, I get that, like, those games are probably really good and probably really deserving to be on this list. I just haven't played them yet. Uh, so, uh, I probably will have something to say next next episode. Uh, yeah, I'll probably be picking up Golf Story this weekend. Yeah, so, uh, but anyways, our our last uh, our last major <laughs> uh, award is is obviously Game of the Year. Um, there have been so many games on the Switch this year that have just kind of blown me away and deserve either honorable mention and not even just Switch, even 3DS and stuff. Like, yes. there are games that d- deserve it and you know i do give honorable mentions of games that i haven't finished or haven't you know played yet just because i think just by word of mouth that those games deserve to be recognized uh so i have i have three honorable mentions here uh, metroid samus returns for 3ds you know the way everybody in the community has been talking about it the people that haven't gotten a switch yet but want that metroid experience like on on all accounts that game is the 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 really really great 2d metroid game and so i want to give a give that a shout out uh fire Emblem echoes is uh, another 3ds game that i've been trying to pour time into uh the last few days or so it's different but i think that difference makes it stand out a little bit from the past couple fire Emblem games uh you know, there's dungeon crawling. There's, uh, you know, there's there's treasure chests. There's other things that that make the game different from Fates and Awakening. And so, I think that game deserves a shout out. Uh, Mario Kart Eight gets an honorable mention, just because it's a port and like, you know, maybe shouldn't be on a game of the year discussion. But <laughs> uh, I think it's easily one of the best games for 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 Switch easily yes it is it's the best mario kart i like i love double dash to death but like the mechanics the 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 different types of carts the characters the the level design is just some of the best ever in racing game and like it's if you you own a switch if you own a switch this is a must buy guarantee Uh, yeah and my my last honorable mention not on my personal game of the year list, but it is a it was a fun ride. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey is a great, uh, great 3D Mario game. Uh, I know it's on a lot of people's game of the years list, but that's uh, the last honorable mention for me. Uh, so, but going into my game of the year list, and this goes five, four, three, two, one. 
and this this covers indie games, AAA games, third party games, uh, everything. So, snipper clips number five, a surprising little puzzle game that is infuriatingly fun when you're playing it's with someone. Fun. It's so funny. Yeah, like it. You get so mad, but you can't help at laughing when you mess <laughs> yeah. up. And like sometimes, like. Uh, like when Asana and I were first playing it, like I would like cut her up just to be funny and she'd get really <laughs> mad. But then like when we were so close to getting stuff and it just didn't work out the way we needed it to just these like, Oh, and then when we finally beat a puzzle. It's like, Oh my gosh, it felt so good. Dude, that game. Oh my gosh. Snipper clips is amazing. I can't wait to get snipper clips plus uh physical, yes. physical release. Cause there's more puzzles and everything. Uh, the more time I spend with this game, the more I think it deserves to be on this list. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is... It does... Like, it's not Persona. It's not, you know, old-school Final Fantasy. But it does everything. It It is a Japanese turn-based role-playing game. Well, sort of. role. Uh, I don't really know how to describe the the turn. It, it's turn based, but it, you can move around the map. It's like Final uh, Fantasy it's, twelve. It's MMO ish. Yeah, the the combat style. I told Ed it's like Final Fantasy twelve meets Valkyrie Profile, and yeah. like I know a lot of people didn't really play Valkyrie Profile, but the powers uh, and the I would combos love that to come to Switch. The combos and stuff were were mapped to your face buttons, and like that's kind of how the game works. You have powers and, and blades and stuff on your on your face buttons and you just kind of move around the map and you attack when it's your turn. So like Xenoblade Chronicles two is a cliched Japanese role-playing game that does everything, uh, very well. The story, the character designs, the, yeah, I know. Sorry about all the boobs in that game, but like that game, I think the character design in that game, a lot of the characters look great. It's, it's awesome. If you own a Switch and you're looking for a big meaty experience, like the environments look great, the the story so far is pretty good, like everything is really great. And and if you are looking for a JRPG to take with you, this is this is the game to get. Like it's really good. Yes. So uh number three for me. Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Another must own for the Switch. I don't care if you're a strategy fan or not, I don't care if you like the Rabbids or not. This game does a lot of things that will garner your attention and deserve to be, at least be tried out. So if you have a friend that has it, you should try it. The graphics are great. The dumb things that happen like in between battles, like the Goomba f- flying up through the toilet, uh, you know, the, the selfie peach taking a rabbit, like the Luigi rabbit is awesome. Mm-hmm. It is, it is it, it, if if you like Fire Emblem or XCOM, like it scratches that itch really well, and it's just it's just awesome. And if if Zelda didn't come out this year, that might be my might be my game of the year, honestly, because that game is so good. Like Nintendo wise, it's just oh, it's so good. Uh, number two, again, I get it; it's an expansion, but it's still really good. Shovel Knight: Specter of Torment is the definitive campaign for Shovel Knight. Uh, and then, of course, my game of the year. <gasps> Don't. Save it. Okay. Save it. 
because we probably have both have number one, so we're gonna save oh, it. I, we do have a number one, but anyways, you you go through yours. Okay, so for my honorable mentions, uh, number five, Fire Emblem Warriors. Still loving that feeling of beating people up. The comedy in this game, the writing in this game is top quality. Laugh out loud. Amazing. I Every time I get into the cutscenes in just a funny moment, and just some of the characters be like, yeah, um, we're just going to skip my origin, but you guys already know it. Like, speaking to the player while still speaking to the character, and it's just bonkers. But the game is so fun. Um, me and Corey got the collection. Beautiful collection for a game. Just all around amazing. So that was my number that five. That soundtrack is amazing, um, too, because it yeah it's like it's all the soundtracks so like or not all the soundtracks but like most of the soundtracks to the previous games and then there's a couple like remixes on there that are really mm-hmm. good and it's just it's really good, it's really good. yes uh, number four monster hero monster hunter stories for 3ds great action rpg still love that trailer um just an all-around great uh game for you 3ds owners um hey pikmin um, I, I, just such a charming game. You know, people have some problems with it, but I love the Pikmin series. I uh, I just think this game is so charming, just so fun, and very unique. Um, and, and it just hypes me up for Pikmin Four to be on Switch. Um, after that, uh, Wonder Boy and Monster Monster World, great artwork and animation. Uh, it looks beautiful, really fun to play. Uh, you guys would get a kick out of it. Um, it gets difficult at the end of the game, but it is really, really fun. Very challenging. Uh, good challenge. Last but not least, Snipper Clips. And the only reason why this is an honorable mission for me compared to Corey, um, I don't have no one to play with, like a special someone to play with, because um, the game does require two people to play. Um, but I am going to pick it up and I'm going to try it out with some of my family members and see if they can enjoy it. Kind of sell them on the Switch. Uh, but it's, it is a must-have game. Um, like Corey said, if you guys don't own it, it is something to pick up to play at a party or with friends and family. Um, you know, I, I'm waiting for that significant other to play it with. Uh, but my game of the year list from five to one, uh, or five to two, because me and Corey probably had both have number one. Um, number five is Arms. Um, this game got laughed at when Nintendo did the unveil for Switch, and it was talking about new, the games that was coming for it in, in January, whenever they had that conference for it, and people didn't care for it. People played the demo, and it was a must-have game. Free content is coming up with its patches. Like so many updates, it's almost every two weeks and stuff. And you know the 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 expansion of characters have just the roster of it. Just it, it's so good. Um, and I just think that this is a hit of IP. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> Uh, with arms, like I said earlier, the music for this game, the type, like the title music, the the uh, the credits and stuff, people are enjoying this. Such a fun fighter, and I cannot wait to see Evo Japan with uh the players playing this game for it. Moving on from that, number four, Metroid: Samus Returns, uh, for 3DS. I think it's the best uh Metroid game. Um. 
that has came out in a while. Um, uh, you know, for any handheld. Yeah, Simmons Returns is like the only one. And of course, Federation Force had its problems. Uh, but this is a good thing for Mercury Steam to get them back on their feet uh, after the fiasco with Castlevania. Um, just this game feels like an action adventure game, and I I love it. I love the challenge. I love the exploration. Um, the Metroids don't play in this game <laughs> at all. Um, so but the game is super fun. Uh, number three is Super Mario Odyssey for me. Uh, the music, the gameplay. Uh, spoiler alert: You do take over Bowser in this game at a point in time. Won't tell you when you do it, uh, but it was good to see. Truly enjoyed this game. All the levels are wonderfully made. Uh, finding the moons uh, and getting buying the costumes and everything, uh, so wonderful. And just you know, taking over over a tennis over uh, Tyrion. Tyr- Taking over the dinosaur, <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, 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 a T Rex, I should say. I can't for some other reason. I can't say it. Uh, him having a little having Cappy on it just it just warms my heart. Really love that game, and the forest level music is the best music of 2017 that I have heard. I I'm sorry. People could debate about Nier Automata, whatever. That forest level in Mario Odyssey is the best music level in this game. And uh, also love New Dunk City fighting, trying to get the electric uh, electricity on to fighting that boss. Spot on, so good. Uh, number two, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, of course, I love me some JRPGs. I'm loving the comedy. The grind in here is my thing. It helps me when I listen to new music, going through albums. You know, it's just, it's so good. I play it a lot on my TV and on handheld mode and just enjoying the adventure. But hopefully me and Corey have the same number one. So, boss, announce. What is our, or what may be our game of the year for Uh, Nintendo Pablo? I mean... It might be a game of my lifetime. Breath of uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild is uh, Nintendo Power Blocks game of the year. Yes, for twenty seventeen. Yes, there's there it, is no doubt. I cannot even explain to you how this game made me feel playing it. Like there's always when I'm playing games a lot, and not necessarily the Nintendo games, but like other games, you know. I play a lot of Destiny and a lot of, you know, Tomb Raider I've played a lot of. And, you know, there's a lot of games out there that I feel like are great and fun. But sometimes when I play, when I am playing games, it's like sometimes I feel like, man, is this just not fun? Or am I growing out of this hobby? Or is, is, am I just like kind of in a gaming slump right now? Like, do I not just want to play games right now? You know, there's a lot of games that make me feel that, like, well not games that make me feel that way but i feel that way a lot of times when i'm playing games Mm. uh because like look we're getting older i don't have a lot of time to to myself you know with my wife and you know eventually having a family and stuff like that like the time i get the game is going to be getting shorter and shorter and like i want my gaming time to count and sometimes you know 
especially like last year or the ga- year before, like I feel like my gaming time hasn't really counted for anything, you know? And I, I thought, you know, starting a podcast or several podcasts uh, <laughs> would reinvigorate my love for gaming. And it did for a while. And then you fall back into that routine where you're like playing the same games and playing with friends because they're playing the game and not really playing what you want to play. And sometimes the games you want to play aren't, don't turn out the way you want them to. But every, there's always a game like once, once or twice a year that pulls me in and says, look, this is the reason why you love video games. This is the reason why, You've been playing games since your dad brought home an Atari and you sat on the floor cross-legged when you were three years old to play Kaboom and combat and, you know, all those other Atari games and Donkey Kong and Pac-Man, even though those are the inferior versions of those games. But like, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, and then a game like Breath of the Wild comes out and you're like, this game reinforces why I love games so much Nintendo. And, and it's always like very seldom. Is it not a Nintendo game that does that for me? You know, yes. it's like, you know, Mario 3d world was that game for me on Wii U, you know, Pikmin three was another game on Wii U that did that. Uh, you know, twilight princess was that game for me for a while. Like, but breath of the wild, like I, as underwhelmed as I am with the DLC, like that game, I, if I were to make a top 10 list right now, that game would probably be my favorite game of all time. Hands down. Like, just the experience I had with that game. Starting out, like, feeling super overwhelmed because, like, you know, you can go anywhere and do anything right from the get-go, you know? And it's like, well, you're supposed to go down to the right. They very clearly... What Zelda does so well, they they spell out the path for you like you should go this way, but you can go this way. And sometimes you'll be rewarded for going the opposite way. Like when you find the torch for the first time or the fire sword for the first time in the cave to the left in the skull, like that game just opens so magically. And I could not put that game down. I have logged like 230 hours into that game and I'm still like craving more. And two games, like two games did that for me this year. Like really reinforced my love for games. Almost three, but two really did. Zelda and Horizon. And it's sad that those games came out back to back. But it's also great because after I played Zelda, I got to play another amazing game in yes. Horizon. And like this is why I try to make games a part of my lifestyle and not just a hobby right is because like you get amazing games like zelda and finding all the story elements watching the story unfold probably one of the better stories the zelda games ever told like learning about these champions who were charged in taking down ganon and watching zelda's struggle trying to figure out should i be a princess or a warrior and trying to find the inner strength to to move forward even when she couldn't and like link not only being a protector, but them actually being partners in this. And, you know, she's not a damsel in distress. Like there's a few cutscenes where you see her like belligerently tell link not to follow her or not to protect her because of 
for what she's about to do. And like watching her carry link back to the shrine of resurrection and putting the sword back in the, in the hilt, like this game does so many great things and so many amazing story moments. And then you have the shrines, which are some of the best designs Zelda's ever had. And then you have the four divine beasts and their champions and the new champions that guard them now. And like you see them interact and you see the cutscenes where like what happened here a hundred years ago versus what's happening here now. Like those story moments were cool. And then the hunt for all 900 Korok seeds was super fun. And (laughs) I just remember (laughs) messaging you like, I only need two more but I can't tell which ones I need on this interactive map. (laughs) And like, I would be walking like, like, and then like the last one I needed was one I thought I already had. And so like that made me mad. It was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed this one. And I thought I already had it because it was so blatantly obvious to get that. It just like, Oh, but it's just that game. This game does wonders. And and like even if you don't like open world games which is something that like i wasn't really enjoy, i don't really enjoy open world games like i i enjoy the occasional one but like mm-hmm. you know like assassin's creed right now for example i like that game a lot and but like i'm almost done with the game and there's over half of the world i haven't explored and half of the side quests i haven't done and it's like really overwhelming whereas like Zelda kind of leads you into these directions and it rewards you for exploring and it rewards you with quests or Korok seeds or weapons or shrine for just exploring an area. Everything in this giant world is placed there for a reason. And it's really amazing. You know, it, it, it just really captured everything I wanted in a game and more. And, and the art style is great and having it on the go and on the TV is great. And, you know, having it hyped with the new system didn't hurt it. But, like, I bought it on Wii U. I, like, I played it on both platforms. It's not like, you know, it's not like it had anything to do with the Switch, you know. I could have done that just as easily with the Wii U. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, man. And and I'm not going to lie. The last couple Zelda games, like, new Zelda games, I was pretty disappointed in. Skyward Sword is was a really big disappointment for me. Uh, Triforce Heroes was not a Zelda game that I wanted. Like, The Link Between Worlds was great, but I never finished it because I wanted to play A Link to the Past again before I played it. And, like, I've been trying to debate back and forth whether or not I should go back and play that. But, you know, and then we got the, the four remakes in a row, which was, like... Look, as much as I love Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, like, I've played those games, like, three times already. it's like and and this game just changed everything that zelda was and just threw it away like scrapped it and just was like we need to do something different and they succeeded on every level like not with flying colors not just like oh this was kind of a cool idea uh so we left it in here no everything they did was for a purpose and they they changed everything with flying colors and like the only those delays paid off. Yeah. And like the only thing I probably would have changed about it were the divine beast. I wish they would have been more traditional Zelda dungeons, 
But like besides that, like that game, that game is amazing. The way all the systems in that game work together so cohesively, and nothing is broken. Like the flame sword sets things on fire. The electric sword don't go in the water with an electric sword because you'll get electrocuted. Like those types of things that work together. Like when you're climbing and it starts raining, you're like, crap, I hate this. I hate this so much. But then you just use like Ravali's Gale to climb up instead. It's like all these systems that work together just work so well. And things you didn't even know you could do, like a systems-based Zelda game, like the teeter-totter effect that you do with a door and a rock to, to launch yourself places. Like it just, everything works so well. And this game is... It's not just my game of the year. It's honestly, it's probably my favorite game of all time. And like, even though I put 130 hours into it, I want to play through the whole game again, like right now. Like I want to go explore. I want to do some of those shrines again. I want to just do all of it, you know? Yeah. So plus, 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 (laughs) if you have a Wolf Link Amiibo, you get a pet through the whole game and it makes me happy. So. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm. I know I like repeated myself several times in that, but like, this game does so many things that just grabbed me, and it was just, oh, Zelda's so amazing. And if you haven't played it, please try it out. Even if you don't like Nintendo, even well, if you don't like Nintendo, I don't know why you're listening to the show. But like, if you don't like Zelda, if you don't like open world games, if you don't like breakable weapons if you don't like all these things like Corey, try it even if if you guys even don't like nintendo if you guys are listening to the podcast just for conversation's sake thank you yeah 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 thanks for um, listening to us ramble about <laughs> nintendo all the time <laughs> um sometimes other things breath of the wild change game not just the culture but the industry and what I mean by that, if you look at a lot of reviews or just a lot of discussions personally about games, you will see what the stuff that they put into Breath of the Wild, how people wish it was implemented in that other game or other platforms. You cannot deny that. Some people might say, well, I don't see where it's the big deal for this and that. I was just I'm like, this is a big deal. It's because it's a mechanic that's been in games that people don't think about. When climbing is getting talked about in multiple pieces in different video games, you don't. When's the last time you read a uh, read a review or a blog or anything and heard how important climbing was in in the game? That wasn't bad or anything. Yeah. You know, Breath of the Wild did that. It took open world and made it its own. Now, they consider that's open air. Cool. That's good. It makes you feel educated. Yeah. It rewarded you. It rewarded you for figuring, like, they knew how you're going to try to figure it out, but they rewarded you for figuring it out and like doing it your own way. Like, like the one shrine, for example, there's this one shrine where you have to connect a circuit, like 
you have to use metal weapons or metal items to connect these circuits, right? Well, mm-hmm. they place a bunch of metal boxes in the room and you have to figure out which ones go where. But you can also use weapons. You can also use metal-based weapons to connect the circuit and use the boxes to get to secret platforms to uh, open chests. And, you know, sometimes it's arrows. Sometimes it's, you know, something valuable like an like an emerald or a ruby or an, or something like that, you know? Yes. And so, like, it rewards you for doing things the right way, and it rewards you for doing things a different way, which for, is amazing. You know, yeah, Fortress, uh, you know, rewards you for exploring, but uh, I, I just lost the word. It starts with an E, and I can't think of it. Um it, it it does wonderful stuff like experiment. That's what I was looking for. Sorry, um, just by people experimenting in this game, um, you got rewarded. You know, taking on bosses that you know that you are not powerful in, but becoming victorious. You know, naming horses and you know doing side quests, finding a town just just by walking, um, just seeing how beautiful. From the background, you know, from a far away distance, just looks like looking at the, all the dragons that's flown around. Like, you know, the, yes, the world is still fantasy, um, but it, ha- it still has some kind of real life uh, connection to it. You know, cooking in the game, you know, experimenting what you can eat and making rice balls and or burning food, but getting health and just those little small details that you don't think about that was in this game. Dressing up as a woman, people falling in love with the like people love the male shark king. Oh no, Prince. Um seeing the artwork from that that people just fell in love with just be like, I wanted to be my boyfriend and all of this crazy stuff. You know, um, Hetsu uh, dancing and shaking in his like shaking, just being funny and stuff. Like it did so much, but one of the best things that Breath of the Wild has done for um, the industry was it created discussion and it created personal memories to share. You you can see when Breath of the Wild came out, didn't nobody want anything spoiled. But when you talk with other people, they would tell you what their experience was. And you haven't encountered that experience. Even if you did encounter that same experience, you both did it a different way. Unexpected. Yeah. You know, and when it was like games don't do that, that you tell that you're able to just talk about a game in a positive manner and tell your personal stories. And I'm glad that Breath of the Wild did that. The delays that happened, you know, that being the only big game last year at E3, you know, taking home the reins of the best game of E3. Like, getting our hands on it, being still available for our Switch and for Wii U so that everybody could still play. Like, you still see people do crazy things on Twitter and on Facebook, doing video capture of what they have of what this game can do and you don't even know it like yeah. it's it the game is huge but 
the community made it huger by just finding stuff in the game and showing off what you are able to pull off if if done right with great timing people still are speed running this game trying to get their time down yeah. you know yeah. like and you and you make the challenge if you want the game to be easy you work for it if you want it to be difficult go ahead and go fight Ben uh, Ganon with a stick or some sticks do it that that is the freedom that this game offers you and there has been no other game this year personally for me um that has done done anything like that okay horizon zero dawn does that for playstation owners and other gamers too you know, but Horizon is its own game, separated from Breath of the Wild. They can coexist. They both are could be perfect tens. They both could win Game of the Year. If people feel like that Horizon is a better game, that's good. That's good because Horizon deserves everything that Horizon has done. But Breath of the Wild has done what it needed to do that people didn't expect, and. Hopefully, with this next Zelda, it could do it, can achieve it again and take it to another level. Yeah. And I, I'm just happy that this game did come out earlier this year, that it finally came out. And it just got a lot of people having great discussions, that it, that it brought a community together. And, but, and like Corey said, whether you like it or not, um, I I I'm agree with you, Corey. That this is probably my game of game of game of the lifetime. Like yeah. I don't think there's gonna be anything that could top it, as long as I live. I should say. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, I know I would I would love to see them keep this engine and make like maybe like one or two more games before they really mm-hmm. try to iterate again. Like, you know, I think even Anuma said uh in an interview like he has ideas to use this engine again and whether it's dlc or a new game he doesn't know yet but like they want to get away from starting from scratch every game right yes because it's taking too long it costs too much money and like the engines they build are beautiful you know like obviously skyward swords engine couldn't be carried forward because it wasn't an hd engine it wasn't you know part of it wasn't the GameCube engine either. Like it was just this totally new engine and like the engine they built for breath of the wild would work so well in so many different, like, like you could use that engine and change the color palette and it would feel like a new, it would feel like a new experience. Right. Or you could make a new world out of this engine and it would feel like a new experience. Like, you know, gorilla, for example, gorilla is not going to make a new engine for horizon two, right? They're going to use the, this engine that they have already to pump out a game faster, right? That's, that's what most games do. And like, as much as I, I respect Nintendo for trying to change up the formula all the time with Zelda, like we don't get like it. It's been six years since we got our last Zelda game, like console Zelda game, you know? And like, that sucks. I want a new Zelda experience like every two or three years, you know? And, and maybe Nintendo's heading towards that. And and I really hope they are. You know, I I wouldn't mind seeing like a, another game like A Link Between Worlds on Switch because I think that would be awesome to see another top down Zelda. But yes. at the same time, 
my favorite Zeldas are the 3D Zeldas. Like I, Twilight Princess in particular was my favorite game for a long time, a long time. Not, I mean, I I recognize it has flaws and everything, but just like when I played it and what it meant to me when I played it and how it helped me through certain situations and stuff like that game means a lot to me. And, and, you know, I don't like waiting so long and it's been even longer for me (laughs) because I didn't finish Skyward Sword because like the, I hated the motion controls. I, and like, you know, not everybody hated them, but like for me, that's not the Zelda experience I wanted. And so like between Twilight Princess and now, like, it's been so long, you know, <laughs> and, and like, I, I, I loved the Wind Waker remake on, on Wii U. I love the Twilight Princess remake on Wii U, but like, man, if they could just give me another Breath of the Wild experience in like three years, I would be so happy. I would be so happy, you know, and, and there's a lot to hold me over until then, you know, we've got, you know, ex- our expansion pass or our expansion pack coming up is, you know, what are we looking forward to in 2018? But like, you know, I would love, I would love just to have another Zelda experience like this because it's very rare that a game captures me the way that this game did. And I would love to have an experience like that all the time. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I would just like them to grow. Like, uh, yeah, like they, they could use it, but always keep that. A lot of people got to realize Improvements to Zelda only makes the series better for me personally. So, yeah. sorry, I congratulations. Was taking, <laughs> I was taking a swig of water. <laughs> so, congratulations to Nintendo and uh, Anuma and your team um, for making pretty much Game of the Year uh, for Nintendo Plowback and pretty much Court Me and Corey's Game of a Lifetime. Yeah, I mean, like. I still have the Game Informer out of when they did the Breath of the Wild cover story, and I yeah. use honestly, I use it as my mouse pad for the, <laughs> for my computer because like the cover art is cool, and like I wish I wouldn't have destroyed it, but I've read through this magazine like three or four times, and it just totally destroyed. But like the art and everything, just me, this game just means a lot to me for several different reasons, you know, and it's like, man, it's. It's great. It I love it so much. And you know, even even if you don't own a Switch like and you own a Wii U and you just haven't had enough money to buy a Switch yet or you're looking for something like dude, Breath of the Wild is whew, it's a great game. So, uh so Breath of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is our game of the year for Pal Block. Uh you know, it's on it's on a lot of NGR Radio crews uh game of the year list you know yes so i mean it's it's been a it's been a fun ride so we've man i didn't think i didn't think this episode was gonna go almost two hours <laughs> i was like playing on like a 45 minute episode and like but man we got sidetracked so many times and it's just i'm sorry everybody no no look we <laughs> we i like the long episodes and i think a lot of people like the long episodes too you know like it's great. It's well, uh, Corey, can I give my quick anticipated games? Just oh yeah, let's, let's do our most anticipated games for what twenty eighteen, I guess, or beyond, I guess. Yes. So um, for ports, 
Bayonetta Collection from Nintendo themselves is Joshi, their new game for Switch. Uh, for third party is Wolfenstein 2, and for Andy, Dan Dara. Those are my four anticipated games for 2018. Oh, man. For tw- man, 2018. That's like two weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> man, this year has been long. Um, my most anticipated game, I think, for 2018. 20- 18 from Nintendo would be the Fire Emblem game that they've announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably my most anticipated Nintendo game. I'm really excited for the Bayonetta 1 and 2 port. Uh, I really don't know what else. Like, I mean, I'm excited for everything, but like, man, what, what indie games are coming soon? Like, uh, I don't even know, man. I'm excited for everything. I can't help it. <laughs> I really can't help it. I'm just excited for everything. So, well, you are uh, hyped about that Shaq basketball yeah, game. Yeah, Shaq. Uh, still yeah. haven't got my free code for that yet. <laughs> Who knows if it's still coming? But sorry. Uh, but anyways, uh, this has been the Nintendo Power Block Game of the Year discussion episode. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have episodes go going throughout the rest of the year. Uh, so don't worry about that. I do want to say please subscribe to our YouTube page because Expansion Pack is coming for uh, Pow Block episodes, so uh, subscribe there. Check out a lot of our other content that's coming soon. I'm really excited to get these uh, Pow Block pod and plays going, uh, a lot of the Arsenal X stuff going too. So uh, go to the Nerds Gone Rogue YouTube page or our website at ngrradio.com. Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at, op- at optional opinion. Good lord, <laughs> sorry about that. You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. Um, also, you guys check out the Nintendo Power Block Facebook page for my Switch code. I'll throw it back up there. Um, if you guys need it, um, you can check out my podcast, Optional Opinion, on SoundCloud, and check out Arsenal X, my our NGR Xbox podcast and uh, World War One podcast. Check it out. Yeah, those Game of the Year episodes are going up as well. So uh, I posted the first one uh, Monday as of this recording, and then the one that you like, the one that you and Jesse did went up first, and the one that you and I did is going up on Wednesday. So uh, please okay. check those out. Uh, you can find me at Corey and HD on Twitter, Instagram, and check out uh, NGR Radio on Twitch also, where the next episode, in the next few episodes of shows going to be quite an experiment to twitch stream it so uh check those out and remember rate us and subscribe on your favorite podcast service thank you so much for watching and until next time we love you